0: Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the podcast. We're going into another week of quarantined workouts. So we're going to lay out what we've got in store. Hopefully you are getting after these bits of fitness and having a good attitude about it because attitude is everything. If you think you're going to make successful gains, then you will. Absolutely. Yeah.
1: Um, Let's kick it off Monday. Monday, our workout is going to be four time. It is 140 power snatches, Um, We wrote this with a hundred with a barbell, just because if you guys are alternating arms on an implement, it's a little bit different than holding a barbell. So 140 if you guys have a kettlebell or dumbbell, um, 100 if you have a barbell, or I'd say, what if you only have a plate, 140? Ground overheads? Yeah. Yeah. um, Maybe even more. Yeah. Um, Just because it's lighter and it's quicker and it's almost like a swing. Um, and it's almost like a kettlebell, but it's maybe just a little bit faster and a little bit easier. So we are going to be doing um, 140 or 100, and we'll give you guys a number for the plate in a minute. And on top of the minute, you guys are going to have five front squats. And that is five front squats with whatever element you guys use for that snatch. Um, if it's a barbell, it's five front squats with a barbell. If it is a dumbbell, it's five with a dumbbell, kettlebell, five with a kettlebell. Now if you guys are using a single sided implement, you guys are just switching arms each round. So um, round one is going to begin, you do five front squats, and then you begin snatching. Um, You're trying to get through as many snatches as you can before the next minute hits, and then you're going to do five front squats again, and then begin snatching. If you guys have a dumbbell or kettlebell, you'll do the first round with it on the right arm, second round with it on the left arm. Um, Yeah, this is a workout that I took from Kalsu, kind of. Um, So it's a little bit of that. It's uh, it's meant to be one where you guys can hopefully choose a weight that you guys can hold on to the snatches for large sets. Um, this shouldn't get to the point where you guys are doing singles. If you guys are doing the hundred um, with a barbell, I think you're looking at between empty bar and Randy weight probably.
0: Yeah, yeah, you you should be using uh, well, I, no, I would just go an empty bar if you're trying to do a hundred repetitions because randy on its own without front squatting is true that's true so and if if you guys are going to do this with just a plate then what we're going to do is just do 10 minutes as many repetitions as possible so you still have to do your squats on the minute just like everybody else but um, instead of giving you an exact number we just want 10 minutes of work because i'm going to guesstimate that if you are using a barbell you're probably going to be looking at something like eight to 10 minutes same thing with the dumbbell if you're using an appropriate weight for this.
1: Yeah, I mean when you're looking at 14 snatches
0: on the minute. Plus the front squats.
1: Plus the front squats, or the barbell if you're looking at 10 snatches on the minute plus the front squats. I think that's definitely doable. Yeah. yeah. Um, my suggestion for you guys, and we've talked about this a lot, is uh, Phil says own oh, the minute. The moment that that minute hits, be ready for front squats. If the minute starts catching you on the back end, and you're taking rest before your front squats, and you're not ready to immediately begin them, Um, even though it's the same amount of time that it takes to do the front squats and to do those amount of snatches you did, there's just something about being on top of the minute and owning the minute that really helps you mentally. Um, So make sure that you guys are ready. Make sure you guys have that front squat ready. And the moment that that minute hits, begin.
0: Yeah, it's a a huge thing mentally. Mm -hmm. If you sacrifice those first couple seconds, then you're you're losing your purchase on that workout. And that minute of work will roll into the next one and the next one and you'll get sloppier and sloppier. So staying in control of just that simple thing of starting on time is a huge piece of mental advantage.
1: Yeah, absolutely. After that we are going to spend some time doing some mobility. We're gonna be doing some glute rolling and some calf rolling. Uh, Hopefully you guys got to see that last video. If you guys don't have a foam roller, Um, feel free to use like a Yeti water bottle Um, really anything that is large enough and is circular and you can roll on it and not crush it
0: yeah wine bottles scotch Mm -hmm. bottles work great Um, really? yeah I've smashed calves a ton on a scotch bottle because it's a good hard cylinder Mm -hmm. and it's the right size I mean if you look at a lot of them are about the same size as as the uh, sleeve of a barbell which is what we typically smash our calves on true so yeah just trust whatever you're using make sure you're not gonna destroy it you don't want to get shards of glass in you but i've I've never seen that so for the most part you can you can find any cylinder and roll on it if it's hard enough yep and we're going to be doing that mobility because on tuesday we have
1: a workout that is going to um have some double unders and some squats in it uh but before that our strength on tuesday is four superset rounds we're going to do 10 dips and we haven't done these yet so um, we're going to do them on a bench, a box, or a chair. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just going to be that style dip that you do in like
0: high school, grade school. Um, feet out in front, hands on. Yeah, we teach these in our on-ramp as, mm-hmm. a, as a scaling option. Mm-hmm. Well, if you do them slow and controlled and with a big range of motion, they can be quite difficult. If you really want to make them more difficult, then start to elevate your feet. Mm. If you put your feet up, and they're not actually on floor level, but they start to rise, and this gets even harder, because then you get more load going into your hands and through the shoulders, and and the dip becomes much more like a dip, uh, or at least the strain of it feels like a dip that we would do without any assistance.
1: I like it. Uh, We're gonna follow that up with 10 man-makers. So, we're looking for you guys to get um, the dips, and then the press, and then the pull of the man-maker. Um so as far as kind of changing this one around so that everyone can do it, um, we're looking at ten push ups and then ten bent over rows on that box, that chair. Um I guess really you might be able to even do it on the ground. I guess maybe you have to elevate yourself a little bit. But we're looking just for that ten bent over row. Um but I do want to see it on a box or a chair. Uh or something that gets you without having to do a good morning, if that makes sense. So something where your knee is supporting and your hand is supporting, and so we're not in the bottom of a good morning position. Um, So whatever it takes to get you guys there, I would say, can you have any ideas for that one?
0: Well, so, I mean, a standard man maker, you're doing in a high plank.
1: Yeah.
0: So in a high plank, you're, you're not gonna be knee on the floor. A knee on the ground makes it a little bit easier to stabilize so that's that's one way to make this a little bit more simple um yeah i guess i don't really understand your question fully
1: what if they only have a barbell
0: if they only have a barbell then i mean technically we can use that it'll just be awkward and my suggestion would be to do five on one side and then switch and do five on the other because you can't switch hands with that barbell very efficiently um, but you can totally, you can totally row a bar in a single arm in a in a plank or a uh, supported on your knees and hands position, um, and we'll, we'll put out a video on that. Maybe we'll show, well, let's show the barbell. Let's show the more difficult option. Yeah. Um, because that's kind of one that's a little bit tricky. Uh, but it's it's a it's a good way to to do something different to learn to control an object that's not quite. Perfect, And I think that's, that's something that hopefully people are starting to pick up, is that the real world is not nice and pretty weights clipped onto a barbell and chalk spread everywhere. It's, it is what it is. It's odd objects. It's awkward weights. It's unconventional moving. Um, but really, actually, if you want to look at it this way, it's the real world. So it is conventional moving. What we do in the gym is, is somewhat unconventional because it's very contrived. So just move, find a way to make this work. Um, We'll give you some options and and challenge yourself a little bit and try something different.
1: Yeah, and as you guys have probably learned, it's difficult to do pulling motions at home with no pull-up bar um, unless we're going from the ground. That's really like the only way we can do it. So we're trying to make it so you guys are not in that good morning position and we're not lighting up the back as much. Um, And so a man maker is just gonna be a good option for that. If you guys are having the low back pain, Um, or back trouble from all the pulling that we are doing Um, because in order to get you guys in like a bent over row position it forces you into a good morning and in order to do any type of lat engagement there you kind of have to remain in that good morning so this is gonna be a great option for you guys to still get a pulling motion still be able to work some of that lat
0: and uh, not be in such a low back hamstring tense position really If you are getting discomfort with those bent-over positions, Mm -hmm. you need to stretch your hamstrings. Yeah, And you you need to work a little bit on your mobility, and well, frankly, if you're sitting at home right now, then you have ample opportunity to spend some time on that. And This is a great opportunity for people, and I think a lot of them probably aren't realizing it or taking it, but if you dump some time into your own range of motion and functionality of movement, you'll end up a much better athlete. That's one of the biggest places where people can gain fitness. Is just gaining function, right? If you can't move fully, then you can't gain strength through that range of motion. And stretch before or after the workout? Well, kind of both. Yeah. I mean, before is more of like a warming stretch, mm-hmm. um, and we try to use that a lot in our warm-ups. Just like on this day, Tuesday, we've got a lunge and a twist, which is lunging into uh, a, a twist, and it's it's providing motion and an increase in heart rate and an increase in range of motion for those muscles. So we try to move and stretch before, and then we try to slow down or sit down and stretch after. Yeah, I like it. I like it. Um, Our workout on Tuesday is going to be, we named it Annie-ish. It is. What's Annie with squat jumps added. Yeah. So Uh. it's, uh, it's Annie's 50, 40, 30, 20, 10 for time of double-unders and sit-ups, and then we're adding to that a squat jump. So you'll do your double-unders, you'll do your sit-ups, and then you'll do 50 squat jumps. And then you'll go back to your jump rope and you'll start over with your 40s, and you'll do 40-40-40. So it's going to be a good bit longer than Annie would be, and your legs are going to be on fire. Squat jumps are, are uncomfortable. Yeah, that sucks. No, when we do a squat jump here, Joe Michael, we're not really going for maximal height, are we? No. Um, at the
1: top, just make sure that you guys are opening up your hips and we just want to see you guys leave the ground.
0: Yeah, so it's like a squat with a little bit of extra propulsion, mm-hmm. a little bit of extra force and extra drive, especially in the hip extension portion. Um, don't spring through your toes. It's not, mm. it's not a push away with your toes, it's a drive of force through your heels, really.
1: Yeah, that's, yes. a nasty, that's a nasty workout. Um, if we can't do for double sure. unders, once again we can do that line jump. Yep, lateral um, hops. So we can just scale that to a lateral hop on, um, on the ground. Uh, but other than that, my suggestion for you guys is, <sighs> squat jumps are a weird one where you kind of have to move at a quick pace. There's not really like a slow squat jump. Um, I'm looking at this one and I'm thinking, are you thinking I'm broken on your squat jumps? No, I'm probably thinking bites. I was going to say, I'm thinking maybe fast, maybe a 15, 15. Um,
0: 10, 10. Well, something like the that. The thing with the squat jump is if you're if you're thinking properly about your jumping mechanics, when we've left the floor and we come back down to the floor, that's when we have the most force is when we're going to meet the ground again. Mm-hmm. That's when there's the, the, most, uh, yeah, the most energy transferred. So in that energy transfer point, we need to allow ourselves – to absorb it and how we do that is by by following a good catch position with our legs, right? Basically by dropping right into our next squat. So that's why you can't really go slow with them because yeah. you have to flow into your following squat after your jump in order to cushion the blow and to to just not have problems. right? So it kind of becomes a fluidly quick thing and yeah it's gonna burn pretty quick. If you think about jumping lunges those are best done in the same style where you jump and then as soon as you're making contact with the ground you're just flowing right into your next lunge. Well those burn like hell too because they are forced to be fluid. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you've got that same dynamic here. So I, I think break it into bites, don't take long breaks. I mean it's it's basically you're doing little bursts and if you do little bursts with little rests, you'll be fine. You don't need to take breaks in your double under so much. You definitely don't need to take breaks in your sit-ups, even though you want to. The squat jumps, you're probably gonna need to take some small breaks, but try to keep them small. Take five seconds, kick both your legs a couple times, breathe a couple times, and then right back to it, do your next 10 reps. Yeah, I
1: like it. Um, Just so you guys know, do spend time this week stretching between workouts, because we are doing a decent amount of squatting. Um, So take your time, focus on those positions. It's a great week for you guys to get better at your squat if you take a few maybe we'll say 10 extra minutes after the workout each day and just focus on your squatting position work on that bottom position getting your chest up do a squat hold maybe do the pigeon stretch maybe do the couch stretch Um, just spend a little bit of time on your own post-wad cooling down and doing something that's going to help your squat okay because in weeks when we do a lot of squats it's a great time to get better or it's a great time to just do the same thing wrong over and over and over and get worse so there's, we either we either set in bad patterns or we can break it and we can start to build some good patterns here.
0: Yeah, there's there's absolutely no reason, uh, except for severe injury, in which case you should spend the time on mobility instead of squat holds. Mm-hmm. But there's no reason that everybody shouldn't be doing a five to ten minute squat hold every day. Yep. And the worse off your squat is, the more you need that.
1: True. If you want to be on Instagram, just do it in a squat. That's my suggestion. That'll limit your Instagram time, and you'll do a lot more squatting than you do currently.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I, I literally used to watch Family Guy in a squat.
1: I used to watch The Office and eat Dinner.
0: Yeah, I it's it just makes sense. Yep. We're the only culture in the world, true. well, it's not true. But the Western culture. The, the Western culture, thing. it doesn't squat. Nope. and And we have high levels of hip, knee, and lower back dysfunction, mm-hmm. because we don't have proper range of motion because we're too damn lazy to just do a simple thing and get uncomfortable for 10 minutes a day in order to make progress and gain that mobility.
1: Yep, absolutely, I like it. Um, On to Wednesday. Wednesday we are gonna begin with some skill. We're gonna do four rounds, and each round is on a three minute clock, and we are going to be working on 10 to 20 quality and controlled pistols, and then we're gonna do 10 to 14 seated strict press. And for that kind of slow and controlled pistol where we're really emphasizing quality, we've done a few demos, I believe, maybe two weeks ago. Mm -hmm. Um, There are probably like eight different ways that we can do pistols, eight different variations that allow you guys to have aid, to allow you guys to hold doorways, um, squatting to something. So what we're looking for there is really just find the best version for you where you can do the best rep as well as kind of pushing yourself into an area that's difficult, so. Do a very high quality rep and use a scale that maybe you are not the most comfortable with just because you guys can work on getting better at it. So it's 10 to 20 slow and controlled pistols there and then it's 10 to 14 seated strict press. And this can be done obviously with a barbell, it can be done with dumbbells, kettlebell, it can be done with a plate. Um, On the seated strict press, really the reason that we're seated is because it's going to force you guys to keep the chest very upright. Um, When you do a seated strict press, it's a lot more in how am I pressing because a lot of people, when they do a press standing, they try to find different ways to get the bar overhead, get the kettlebell overhead, dumbbell overhead, and we are looking for can you keep your abs real tight sitting there on the ground, and then can you press? It kind of shows overhead range of motion, not issues, but
0: limitations. It does. It also highlights those of us who have... Uh, very tight hamstrings
1: yeah because if
0: we can't even sit up tall true with our legs extended in front of us then pressing on top of it is is not uh so doable Mm -hmm. so yeah i mean listen to the movement we program these things to give you guys an opportunity to challenge your body and see where it's at so that you can then take it forward but we can't force you to take it forward that's on you
1: yeah so we're going to be working through that Um, what we're looking for there is obviously quality over quantity so if you guys need to go lower in the reps and do higher quality absolutely that's what we want to see Um, we would much rather see you guys be in the tens and do good quality however if you have um, we'll say you have a plate and 10 is really not going to be difficult um, do what you need to make it
0: the skill that it should be so still keep it quality but do the reps that you need to make it there or hold your plate on one hand like a like a serving tray yeah i mean you 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 are only limited by your own creativity when it comes to things like this and yeah for sure less is less done better is always better than Mm -hmm. more repetitions done poorly and we got to break those habits and and try to improve yep instead of just digging a hole that's deeper and deeper and deeper and harder to get out of
1: yeah absolutely Um, We're gonna follow it up with our workout, which is three rounds for time. And we are going to be doing an 800 meter run. Uh, We'll put the link in there. There's an online tracking that you guys can use that gives you a pretty accurate um, distances. Then we're gonna do 30 hang power cleans. And if you guys have dumbbells or kettlebells, 15 right, 15 left. And then we're gonna do 30 shoulder to overhead. Um, So same thing, kettlebell, dumbbell, it's 15 or 15, or no, not, or 15 and 15. Hopefully on the seated strict press that we just did, you guys worked on that overhead range of motion. That way in this workout, for the shoulder to overhead, we're looking for you guys to have um, a pretty dialed in overhead position. You just spent a few rounds kind of focusing on it, really trying to get yourself in a good position. So hopefully now we can apply it with a little more fast pace. This workout kind of looks like a, oh, what's that one? 800 meter run, cleans, 30 cleans, 30 pull
0: ups. is that badger? Is it badger? Uh, is it badger? I think it might be badger. Um, Dude, I don't know. I mean, if you yeah yeah, it's badger, badger. yeah okay. yeah. Oh, yeah, that one. Well, that one's a clean, isn't it?
1: That's a clean. Yeah. Yeah, that one. That one
0: hurts the legs. Thirty so cleans, bad.
1: thirty pull ups, run eight hundred. Yeah. Three rounds per time. Yeah. So. So many cleans the idea that's the
0: workout where i really learned how to clean because mm. i stopped pulling the bars up i started getting underneath them because you do 30 reps at what is it like 95 pounds yeah and you learn how to you learn how to get down because there's no reason to bring the bar up as high
1: do you do it unbroken
0: <laughs> no lame no lame maybe the pull-ups but definitely not <laughs> definitely not the cleans
1: i should do it unbroken in like three hours just to say i did it unbroken
0: brilliant Good training. It's not a bad idea. Um, So have fun with that one.
1: Yeah, there's not really too much to say about this one. It's just, I mean, it's just going to be a classic longer time frame on the run and barbell or dumbbell cycling on the on the thirty and thirty. So
0: it's not meant to be comfortable. If it's comfortable, it doesn't really work. So get out of your comfort zone and go do it. Yeah. Thursday we are going to uh, be doing a Workout where we've got multiple two-minute AMRAPs. So you're going to perform a three rounds rather of the two-minute AMRAP, where you have 30 swings, whether that's with a plate, a kettlebell, a dumbbell, or a rucksack, whatever you're using. And then once you finish those 30 swings, you're going to spend the remainder of the time doing V-ups or substituting a lemon squeeze if you need to. So you work that entire two minutes then once two minutes hits you go back and you do your 30 swings again and then again you finish this next two minute window with v-ups and then again you do it one more time so you got three rounds of that two minute amrap doing 30 swings to enter and then maxing out v-ups for the remainder then you're going to get a two minute rest and then we do another series of three rounds of a two minute amrap this time you'll be leading in with 25 sumo deadlift high pulls and then you'll be following that with as many jump and tucks as you can in the remaining time. And we did a jump and tuck this last week, uh, but we did it with a burpee.
1: Yeah.
0: Or actually not a burpee. Uh, An up-down. A down-up. Down up. Down-up, yeah. Yeah, down-up yeah. jump and tuck. So this is just a jump and tuck. Mm. You don't have to worry about going down to the floor.
1: That sucks. That absolutely sucks. Yeah, this one's going to be fun. I. Uh, this is a style of training that I've done um, a lot just to get better at stuff I remember I did this one a lot with kettlebell swings so I could get better at um, doing kettlebell swings and I did it a lot with box hops uh, to learn how to cycle those so it's a great it's a great style of training if you guys can do your 30 swings unbroken each round um, I would say I would challenge you to go for it uh, the V up is no grip and it's no posterior, yep. so it's kind of opposites there, and if you guys can hold on, I'd say see if you can. Try it. Um, and then we're gonna move on to the Sumo High pool, I don't really know if I'd hold on to that one. I eh, I might. I guess depending on what I'm using.
0: Yeah, it depends on what you're using. I mean, if I'm using 95 pounds, that's an awful lot, but if I'm using a 53-pound kettlebell, mm-hmm. then yeah, I'm holding on to it.
1: But I do think jump tucks, jump and tucks, you can probably do a decent chunk more than the V-Ups, I'm assuming
0: ah uh, they, they hurt they hurt so bad
1: they do but i don't know i feel like you can always do one more jump and tuck but i feel like i ups i would
0: do more v-ups you get off rhythm no way i would for sure do more v-ups
1: i could do more jump and tucks than
0: you could v-ups
1: Two minutes max V ups for you, and I'll do two minutes max jumping tuck. I think tuck you
0: underestimate how high those spike the heart rate.
1: I'll do them after you do your V ups. V ups, so you
0: can be fluid. There's no fluidity to a jump attack. It's it's oh. like a frantic movement. Oh,
1: that's what you think. I rebound my jump attacks. And, tucks. and... <laughs> Um That was stupid. I'm not. I don't know, I have nothing else to say about this workout other than ouch definitely gonna hurt. Ouch! Friday um, we are going to be doing oh yeah it's the open no not the open what's it called Uh, support your local box wad, I believe
0: Mm -hmm. and
1: we are doing it'll be the third workout this week um, but we have the second workout on here Um, so if you guys are following on Fridays you'll do the third if you are not following on Fridays you'll be doing this last week's workout.
0: Well really you've got a lot of options here because if we don't have to put into our our scores or we don't have to finalize our scores until the end of the whole thing on i think the 24th then well you could even go back and do the first week maybe you did it maybe you didn't if you did do it maybe you could redo it and do it better right i mean we see it all the time i've done it you've done it redoing open workouts just because you had the exposure to it once gives you a better purchase of where to push and where to hold back True. Right? So maybe, okay, I, I did it last time and, well, I burnt out my push-ups for the for the first workout, right? And then I had to break them up and they got really slow because, because I was burnt out. So maybe if I redo it and I do six and four every round instead of 10 in a row, then, was it 10 push-ups? Yeah. Then maybe I'll last longer and actually get more rounds. So... You can you can really do any of the workouts that have been posted so far, or if you do it late enough in the evening, you can do the brand new one fundraiser workout number three when it comes out. Uh, but we don't know what that one is yet. We just want you guys to be involved in this greater community. There will of, be thrusters. It's pretty likely. Yeah, the, yeah. The greater community of CrossFit as a whole, like there's there's a, a lot of people around the world who are all in the same boat that we are, where we can't do what we typically do, we can't do what we want to do, so we're gonna do what we can do.
1: Yeah, um, that being said, the workouts that they've been coming out with are just awesome. Uh, this week's is 100 double-unders, 21 burpees,
0: 75 dubs, 15 burpees, 50 dubs, and nine burpees. So I predict the last one will be long, because the first workout was 10-minute 10 10, AMRAP. This is 15-minute like, time cap. This is a 15-minute time cap? I yeah. mean, for a lot of people, this is a five-minute workout. This is this is almost Fran style. This is a sprint.
1: For some people on the leaderboard, it's gonna be like sub three.
0: Yeah, but that's people who are lying. <laughs> uh, but still, this is definitely not a longer wad. This is in the shorter range of time frame, and I think the last one's probably gonna be, it's probably gonna be a good bit longer. Uh, maybe a twenty minute AMRAP. Maybe I could see an open ended thing that Ugh. is gonna take a long time. Ugh, Gosh. maybe. It'll be Murph.
1: Actually, they could do a mile run, 100 push-ups. No. 100 pull-ups. 200 push-ups, uh-huh. 300 air squats a mile run. You know, why don't we do that workout? Why don't we do that workout for... Pull-less Murph? Yeah, we'll call, we'll call it... I don't like the word poolless, less but something about how no pull Murph or something like
0: that. I mean, I still have to do the pull-ups.
1: Yeah, well, that's your fault. <laughs> I don't.
0: True. I've chosen to do that.
1: That might be an idea. Maybe we'll do that next week. All right, we're getting off track. Uh, we got one more workout to go through. Saturday. Saturday, we are going to do a 20-minute AMRAP. It is 20 Russian twists, 15 deadlifts, and 10 thrusters. Good luck. That's it. That's it, yeah. We haven't done a Russian twist yet. Do you count a Russian twist every time you touch the ground or every time you touch the same side?
0: I mean, we could do it either way. Is we could make one, it a two count. Two. Like we do with, with one, mountain climbers. Two? I mean, I would tip, I think probably a one, two, three. I think a single count is the way to go. Holding. Especially with a 20 minute AMRAP. I mean, deadlifts are going to be quick. True. And especially because we. Thrusters are going to be quick, so you can get a lot of them in.
1: We're holding something, right?
0: Yeah. So. Ideally. I mean, ideally you'll hold a plate or a dumbbell or whatever loaded thing you have, whatever sort of weight you can, you I'm can just, muster.
1: I'm thinking of doing Russian twists. With the dumbbell that I have. It's a 55-pound
0: dumbbell. It's going to be uncomfortable.
1: I don't know if I can do a single of twist with that.
0: Yeah, you can. <laughs> Maybe I'll just use a book, a heavy book. You might want to get a couple of them. Put them in a backpack no, call it a rucksack. Just one.
1: No, I'm definitely not going to do that. That's lame. That's too lame. Actually, I have a plate from doing my weight
0: vest. Like the plates that go in it? Yeah, I have one of those. I'll use that. They weigh eight point seven five pounds a piece really that's it crap whatever i mean at least hold the whole weight vest or better yet put the weight vest in the backpack with the books and then now Uh-oh. you've got a rucksack <laughs> not doing that um, but that's gonna be our last workout it is
1: just gonna be um, it's going it's it's again cindy style yeah and if you guys only have if you guys only have a dumbbell or a kettlebell you're gonna do first round 15 suitcase deadlifts on one side Next round, 15 suitcase deadlifts on the next side.
0: You know what? Let's do that with the thrusters, too. Let's say first round, just one arm, do 10 thrusters. Okay. And then the next round, the other arm, do all 10 thrusters. I like it. Because um, then then you can just plow. You can just move. You don't have to worry about lots of transitions. You can just grab and go. True. Yeah, I like that. I like it a lot. Sweet. Well, hopefully you guys are all engaged by this training. Um, I know that it's been working for the people who I've seen doing it, and there's there's not much excuse. If you're stuck at home, you can definitely find a way to get an implement together. You can definitely get outside. You can definitely get into your garage. You can definitely squat hold. You can definitely squat hold. Huh? Uh, as we typically do, I am going to recommend that people try to get outside and go for runs in the parks. Uh, I On think it's someday. I think it's relatively likely that the national parks are going to get shut down before too long. I think so? Yeah, people – well, here's my advice to you because I've, I've been to them a couple times. Don't go in the middle of the day and don't go when it's the most nice out. You kind of got to get into the mindset that being uncomfortable is a good thing and go when other people don't want to be there.
1: The nicest out?
0: Yeah. The most nice. Most nice. Don't go when conditions are favorable. Ah. Because that's when the most people will be there. And when there's a ton of people there, it's harder to keep social distancing going, and it's it's just annoying, in my opinion, because I like the parks nice and empty. Uh, but get outside, go do things you don't normally do. Right? It's 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 a terrible pattern to get stuck in, staying inside and staying in your comfort zone. True. It it's going to limit your success. It's a guarantee. Absolutely. So get uncomfortable, get out there, and get some work done. Send it.